poor get theirs in the winter. Laura refused to make a joke of it. She said, I don't always want to be poor and work hard while the people in town take it easy and make money off us. But you've got it all wrong, Manley told her seriously. Farmers are the only ones who are independent. How long would a merchant last if farmers didn't trade with them? There is a strife between them to please the farmer. They have to take trade away from each other in order to make more money while all the farmer has to do is to sow another field if he wants to make a little extra. I have fifty acres of wheat this year. It is enough for me, but if you will come live on the farm, I will break the ground this fall and sow another fifty acres next spring. I can raise more oats, too, and so raise more horses, and it pays to raise horses. You see, on a farm it all depends on what a man is willing to do. If he is willing to work and give his attention to his farm, he can make more money than the men in town and all the time be his own boss. Again, there was a silence, a rather skeptical silence on Laura's part, broken at last by Manley, who said, If you'll try it for three years, and I haven't made a success in farming by that time, I'll quit and do anything you want me to do. I promise that at the end of three years... We will quit farming if I have not made such a success that you are willing to keep on. And Laura consented to try it for three years. She liked the horses and enjoyed the freedom and spaciousness of the wide prairie land, with the wind forever waving the tall wild grass and the sloughs and rustling through the short curly buffalo grass, so green on the upland swells in spring and so silvery gray and brown in summer. It was all so sweet and fresh. In early spring, the wild violets carpeted and made fragrant the little hollows of the grassland, and in June, the wild prairie roses blossomed everywhere. Two quarter sections of this land, each with a 160 acres of rich black soil, would be theirs, for Manley had already proven up on a homestead, and he also had a tree claim on which he was growing the ten acres of trees required by law to get title. The 3,405 trees were planted about eight feet apart each way. Between the two claims lay a school section where anyone could cut the hay, first come, first served. It would be much more fun living on the land than on the town street, with neighbors so close on each side, and if only Manley were right, well, she had promised to try the farm anyway. The house on the tree claim will be finished in a couple of weeks, Manley was saying. Let's be married the next week. It will be the last week in August and before the rush of harvest begins. Let's just drive over to Reverend Brown's and then go home to our new house. But Laura objected to this because she would not be paid for the last month of her school teaching until October and needed the money for clothes. What's the matter with the clothes you have, Manley asked. You always look nice, and if we are married suddenly, that way we won't need fine clothes. If we give Mother time enough... She and the girls will come out from the east, and we will have to have a big wedding in the church. I can't afford the expense, and your one month's salary would not be enough for you. This was a surprise, for Laura had not thought of such a thing. In the wild new country, the folks back east never seemed to be real, and certainly were not considered in the making of plans. But she remembered, with something of a shock, that Manley's folks back in eastern Minnesota were well off, and that one sister had a homestead claim nearby. They would be sure to come if they knew the wedding date, and his mother had asked for that in her latest letter.
She could not ask her pa to go to any expense for the wedding. It was all he could do to keep up with the family expenses until there would be some return from the 160 acres of wild land. Nothing much could be expected from the raw sod the first year it was turned over, and his farmland was newly broke. There seemed no other way than to be married suddenly because of the help it would be to have a home and housekeeper in the rush of fall work coming on. Manley's mother would understand and not be offended. It would be thought the right and sensible way to do it by the neighbors and friends, for they were all engaged in the same struggle to establish themselves in their homes on the new prairie land. And so on Thursday, the 25th of August, at 10 o'clock in the morning, the quick-stepping brown horses in the buggy with the shining top flashed around the corner at Pearson's livery barn, came swiftly over the half-mile, and drew up at the door of the little claim house in its hollow square of young cottonwood.